This episode of the podcast is devoted to all of the Harry Potter universe and the works of J.K. Rowling that deal with magical realism. Nick and I discuss Nagini and the furore around the casting of an actress to play her as a maledictus. We also talk about um, whether any of the original Harry Potter movies passed the Bechdel test and you might be surprised by the answers and we also talk about the role of Johnny Depp's private life in The Crimes of Grindelwald. Here's our conversation, I hope you enjoy. I want to ask you is which films in the Harry Potter universe, so all of the Harry Potter films and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which ones passed the Bechdel test do you think? <clears throat> hmm. Tricky. Uh, hang on. How many f- female characters have we got going on? I'm going to say. You want to start with that? Yeah. Hang on a minute. So you know, we've got Hermione, and then there's various teachers. Uh, McGonagall. McGonagall. Trelawney. Umbridge. Yeah, she's in five, isn't she? Or number five, Order of the Phoenix. Um, right. I'm going to go. So, I don't think the first one. Um, I'm going to say the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone is a no. Okay. Chamber of Secrets. I'll go with a no for that as well. Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that's quite male. That's all serious black, isn't it? And I'm going to say no for that. Goblet of Fire, I'll say yes. Order of the Phoenix, I'll say yes. Half-Blood Prince. No, I'm guessing a little bit here. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna go with the last. So the uh, Deathly Hallows. One and two. One and two. Yes, for both of them. Okay, so you think of the eight films that are the Harry Potter Hogwarts years, there are only half of them. Yes. Past the Bechdel test. Yes. Well, there's good news and there's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is you're wrong. All of them except for one film pass. Oh, okay. But the bad news is the nature of them passing the test is dubious at best. Right. Okay, so Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone does pass. And this is, well, it it is really dubious because... What gender do you think the troll is? <laughs> do you remember the troll? What, the troll is In a the woman? toilets. The yeah. troll is a girl? Well, no, 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 no. It's just we don't know the gender of the what? troll. Wait a minute. So it passes because the troll is presumed to be female. Hermione and Professor McGonagall talk about what happened with the troll. So to the extent that you're oh, referencing see. the troll, we don't know what the gender is. I presume he looks like a boy on in the film definitely right yeah um but let's say we're talking about what happens with the troll technically it's a pass dodgy as okay hmm. harry potter and the chamber of secrets hermione and mcgonagall oh notice chatting, chatting about here. the giant basilisk no kind of chat about the chamber of secrets so every time they talk to each other well, that's something okay. that isn't harry that's yes, okay pass yeah. so we've had one dubious pass and, and another uh, you think okay pass okay um uh the best harry potter as we all know harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban uh hermione and trelawney have an argument about the merits of divination 
where she just uh, Hermione slaps that's a fair, her. That's a fair part. Yeah. Um, now, um, uh, the Twilight Harry Potter, which is uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Why is it the Twilight? Because it's got Rob R. Patson. Oh, yes, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he was Cedric briefly, Diggory briefly. before he became Edward Cullen. And yeah. um, uh, <laughs> that fails. And that was the first one you said passing. Oh. So what did you think? Maybe wow. Fleur and her sister? That's what? Fleur and her sister. But well, I, yeah, I think I was thinking that there's quite a lot of characters in right. there. I was thinking that at some point. Um, no. Mm, okay. Unless listeners disagree with us. Yeah. And then five, which is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Phoenix. McGonagall, Umbridge and Trelawney talk to each other about their careers in teaching. I don't really remember that, so that must be a very, very small scene. Well, that was, yeah. Yes. Now we get on to one of the better ones. Um, uh, Six, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Narcissa and Bellatrix. And the Unbreakable Vow. Yeah, okay. Uh, Professor McGonagall asked Leanne, who is a friend of Katie Bell, about what happened to Katie. Do you remember when she gets she yeah, hangs yeah. up in the air from the yeah, first yeah, necklace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one. Uh, Umbridge accuses Mary of stealing a wand and of not being a witch. You know, when she conducts all of those hearings in the Ministry of Magic. Okay. And that's apparently it. It's the only, that's the only instance. Uh, this is according to the Bechdel Test website, which is normally my first port of call. Now, I've not re-watched all of these. We could go back and watch them and see. Um, and then Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 uh, has a couple of scenes, including my favourite, where Molly Weasley says to Bellatrix Exchange, don't touch my daughter, you bitch. Which is the best line in Harry Potter Not my daughter, you bitch. <laughs> so it's got a bit of aliens, Sigourney Weaver about it. it? <laughs> but it, well, yeah. In in the end, that's pathetic. If you ask me. Well, those those are the only instances. Well, there, there were a couple of other scenes I didn't put in, but they were they were up for debate. Right. For a universe including eight films now coming up to ten films with Fantastic Beasts 1 and 2 uh, Fantastic Beasts does pass on a few occasions it's a little bit better but it's not much better because you yeah. have the sisters talking, Popatina and I forget what this is called um, so they talk Yeah. Uh, but even then it's not very good. So this is J.K. Rowling has written these books and created I would say some excellent female characters but she doesn't seem to let them talk to one another. And the filmmakers. Now, of course, every Harry Potter film and Fantastic Beasts have all been directed by men. Right. So it could be that perhaps the male directors aren't seeing that female characters aren't talking to one another. But I know that J.K. Rowling was involved with all of the screenplays and it's her intellectual property, so you'd think maybe she might want to work on that a bit. I think the source material is is tricky uh, in terms of the primary three characters really are um, what Harry, Hermione, Ron, two males, female. Yes. Um, so already you've set yourself. Yeah, up. you're going to find it. You're going to because you're going to have to introduce yes. other characters and then have it be. Hermione. 
If there's a Harry Potter test, which is when do two male characters talk about Hermione, I would say that the, the you know the reverse Bechdel Hermione well, test in, is passed in every. As film. in, as in, when do Ron and Harry chat about something other than Hermione? So, Hermione? No, talk about Hermione because I would say that like. One of the things behind, one of the issues with the Bechdel test behind whether it's a successful measurement of how feminist or inclusive a film is or TV show is that the reverse of it would be if a female character is prominent to the plot. Mm. So therefore, do you want more female characters on screen talking to one another about things other than men? Yes, I do. Hence the name of this podcast. However, I'm also interested in how important female characters are to development of story. And so therefore, if Ron and um, Harry are talking about Hermione during the film, Mm -hmm. then at least that's something that shows an elevation of a female character. Which presumably they do. Um, Yeah, they do. I'm saying, I think if we invented the Hermione test, (laughs) if we did it right now, I I didn't check it out, but I'm pretty sure every... Yeah, single do. episode, certainly every book. Well, yeah, well, every fa- book Ron fancies it, and I reckon Harry does as well. Yeah. No, he doesn't, and that's when they ruined it in the Deathly Hallows part two with that horrible scene of them kissing <laughs> in the smoke, which I can't unsee. No. Oh, so, are you surprised by that? Well, now that you uh, now that you put it like that, when you think about it, I think what you could say is the primary three characters. Two males, a female. There are quite a lot of female secondary characters, uh, you know, teachers and, and Cho Chang, Katie yeah, Bell, yeah, other students, parents, Molly Weasley, yeah, yeah. So Narcissa and Bellatrix, but, but they're not, on. they're not, they're not the central, central part no. of the story. So therefore, there's going to be less focus on them. Yeah. So if there's going to be a Bechdel past conversations, probably well. That the most likely is a conversation between Hermione and one of those. It may not always be the case, and maybe others that they talk to each other. But, but I, I don't think you're going to see Molly chatting with I don't know some other some a, t- a teacher from um, from Hogwarts. They don't seem to have Parents' them, Day, do they? Or Parents' Evening at mm. Hogwarts? That's where yeah. you'd get the parents talking to teachers. I also, I also think that that certainly in the early books and early films, probably Harry is in virtually every scene. Um, yeah, well, it is. Let's look at that. It's Harry Potter's story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm willing to call up J.K. Rowling with my script called Harriet Potter and the Case of the Missed Opportunity, but it's a boy that she Very decided. Good. Thank you. That she decided to centre this round. Um, if if it had been Harriet Potter, would it have been so successful? Maybe I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know why she picked a boy. I maybe because J.K. Rowling was also suffering from discrimination and thought she might be able to sell a children's story, particularly one that's about magic and action. Well, you might oriented, be right about that. You might be right about that. By um, having a boy. Yeah, I, it, it is. If if you're wanting to create a book that sells, yeah, if I was doing that tomorrow, probably I would make the character male. Just not because I, I don't know why, but my my instincts would be it probably would sell more. You see, nowadays I think no, because I think we've woken up mm. to the fact that that's normal. Um, oh, not normal. Like it, we've woken up to the fact that most of the books have a male central yeah. figure. Yeah. I think another issue is probably the heteronormative fantasy of teenage boys and girls at school. If you if 
you watch any high school movie from, I don't know, the last 20, 30, 40 years. When was American Graffiti? That's one of the early ones 70s. I can think of. 70. So we're, so we're coming up 50 years. Um, you always have guys chasing after girls and everything seems to about, be about the sexual awakening of heterosexual people. Yeah. So therefore... I wonder if when Rowling was writing Harry Potter, she thought his best best friend has to be a boy, otherwise there's a potential they might fancy each other. And she tried very, very hard all the way through the book. There's a potential that Harry and Ron could, could fancy each other. No, if it was Hermione as his best best friend. Imagine if it was Harry, Hermione and Ronaldina. <laughs> That's someone they. It sounds like a... Roberta. Wasn't it was a female Ronaldinho. version? Wasn't he a player for Barcelona? Was it? <laughs> Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Oh, well, okay. I, I, that sounds like Ramil Devane. That could fit. You know, without, well, listen, without, 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 we're going sort of um, off subject here, but hey. What? No, no, I'm saying... Well, maybe maybe Harry and Ron could have had a homosexual relationship. Yes, we could. Let, well, hang on, let's park that for a second, because you're right. That's about heteronormalising things. But I'm just saying... Why did Jacob Rowling go deliberately down the route of male protagonist, male best friend, secondary female best friend? Because she tries very hard to make them a trio. Yeah. It's always hard when you're in when you're friends with anyone when you're a young kid at school. A trio is quite hard. There'll always be two that go off and do one thing, and then another two that do things together. And for plot development and story, that that works brilliantly through the films and the books. But ultimately, it's that trio that leads to all of the jealousy and all of the feelings coming out in the Deathly Hallows books when they're all floating around in the tents. So I wonder if that there's a bias there against male and female teenagers at school being friends, whether they're witches and wizards or otherwise. Well, I don't know, maybe. I, I, I think if, if you're bearing in mind that you're, you're, you're writing a kid's book, um, all right, well, was it 20 years ago now, it would have been. Um, uh, and you've decided to make the male, the, 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 the primary character male. Yeah. I agree, you could have made it, that you could have made it female. Yeah. But, you know, didn't, chose male. Again, the natural progression to do that then is to make a best friend male and another sort of secondary friend um, sort of female. I think Harry, even the first of Ronald's best friend, repeated the I always thought it was a bit of a slight on Hermione. Why wasn't she the best friend? But is that because... Ron and Hermione are clearly in love from quite an well, early part. Again, there's this. This is the whole thing about when sex gets in the way. Like, what happens <laughs> if they were all girls? And, there and was also, no sex, sex, sex in the and, and that's me being heteronormalizing because who's to say the girls couldn't all be gay? But let's say let's say it's three heterosexual for the sake of argument girls. What, what, you wouldn't have had. The, well, you could have had the relationship. You could have a lesbian relationship with two of them. But let's say that, that let's say there's no sexual attraction between them. Would that have made any difference to the success? I think it shouldn't, but I think it may. Well, look, I do. I do think having all characters, one sex or another, probably isn't a good idea. Why? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I because just, friends would be ordinary. Well, because because. because Boys and girls act differently to different things in, in general, anyway, even at a young age. And, and there's different things. So, you think you need, you need to have different genders? Yeah, I, I just think it works better. In the sense that we're just using a traditional gender. Yeah, it, well, it just, it just it's, I think it's more fluid and it, work, and it works slightly better as well. Um, but you still could have Harriet Potter. Yeah, you could have. And Ronaldo. Yeah. And then her, yeah. um, 
Herm, Henry, Herman. Herman, Herman, and Herman. Oh God! I mean, yeah. What are we doing for this? This fanfic is writing itself. It's, yeah, whatever. Honestly. <laughs> but do you Granger. see? Do you see what I mean? Like, I, I, I really do believe. I wasn't just joking. That it was a missed opportunity. Maybe because yeah. the number of male characters that speak to one another, all the pivotal characters, Snape. Dumbledore, you know, like if you're talking about the most important characters in the book, your next level after Ron, Hermione and Harry are those two, surely. They can try and put Molly Weasley in there. They can they can try and say Ginny. Um, but really, it's the, it's the male characters. It's about having male authority figures and this complex relationship that Snape has. There are, are there, are there not seven there are at least six Defence Against the Dark Arts teachers, of which one is a woman, and it's the worst woman terrible. ever! The worst Dark Arts teacher ever. <laughs> well, she's not, no, in a way, she was the best Dark Arts teacher because she was the darkest. Since 16 years, I've, I've lived and taught here. Hogwarts is my home. I can't do this. Actually, I can. Something you'd like to say, dear? Oh, there are several things I would like to say. Okay, so um, Harry and Ron, they are wizards. Yes. Hermione and the Gonagall and Molly are witches. Are witches. Now, it's a J.K. Rowling turn of phrase. Which of those two has a, has a more negative connotation, would you say? A wizard or a witch? Well, definitely historically speaking, I think that when they had the Salem witch trials, they still dunked men on occasion and called them uh, witches. Yes, indeed. I think a yes, witch indeed. was a... Yes, indeed. Well, there's also the term warlock, but but you're right. But then you could also say that, that Rowling was, was, was trying to do something to stop that stereotype. Hmm. If you put wizards and witches on the same level... Well, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, you're coming to that from your bias. Well, I, I think it's perfectly, perfectly reasonable to do it in, in turn, in the, within, the, uh, within the universe of Harry Potter. I don't know you with that. Um, it's just an interesting choice because uh, definitely, historically, uh, the, the, the association of a magical person is a witch and generally speaking the perception in people's minds is a witch is a girl yes and that a witch is a bad thing and a witch is a bad I thing I think that's what you're really getting at yeah yeah no I don't mind changing that around what do you want to call them instead oh this is the problem is that we di- we live in the vernacular that already exists JK Rowling has often been criticized for not necessarily um taking other people's work but by by taking things that are already out there and putting them together and in some way not inventing something even though I would defend her and say she's invented all sorts of things all of those spells all of the the historical mm. words and she uses Latin and Greek and, and things like that but also creates her own language so I would say what else would you call would you call a, a Hermione a wizard you could if you wanted to yeah. uh, considering we just said that um there are instances of males historically being referred to as witches. Yeah, uh, you could. but I do think wizard sounds like an incredibly male term in the way that witch sounds like a female term. Yeah. So what you need is some kind of hybrid so gender doesn't play a part. I mean, the truth is, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going with this. All, all, <laughs> all I'm saying is that I think wizard, I think witch has a slightly negative connotation and is associated with females. And I think wizard has a 
some positive connotation is associated with males. Yeah, you say things are wizard, mm. don't you? That's even like a, a turn of phrase. Mm. No, just a yeah. Okay. Sorcerer, sorcerers and sorceresses. Sor- sor- or, or just sorcerer. I think sorcerer doesn't necessarily have a gender. Yeah. You do have the word sorceress, again, that. But that's a little bit like actor and actress, but I think you'd still use the word actor if you would describe, if you weren't So you could describe all sorcerers. Yeah, I would be happy with that. Mm. Yeah. So we're having Harriet Potter, this is my remake, <laughs> which is surely going to happen in two years, the way Hollywood fucking remakes everything. Um, Harriet Potter, the best friend Ronaldo and her other sort of friend, Herman. Ronaldo! Ronaldo! I'm going to use the feminine Ronaldo. takes on this. And then they're all sorcerers. Well, they have the Sorcerer's Stone. Nicola Flamel was. They say it Nicola, even though it's Nicholas. But that's because of the like the Russian in the ancient pronunciation. Yeah, not a wizard. He was a sorcerer. I I don't know, or a philosopher. Well, he was an alchemist. He can. I think he's. Isn't he most famous for turning things into gold? That's what I thought. Is he? Well, he appears in Fantastic Beasts too. So. We will go and see that and determine. He's very, 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 very old, and mm. I think that I think that's also part of it as well. I think they, I, I think a philosopher and sorcerer seeks seek, uh, can uh, have eternal life yeah. or at least prolong their. I forgot, life. Is it, it's a prequel, isn't it? Um, fantastic. Yes, it is. It's yeah. when Newt. Yeah. It, it's yeah. between between Newt finishing at Hogwarts and Harry's generation. Yeah. So, and it's kind of set, I would say, in the, isn't it 1920s, 1930s? Because mm. there's kind of a yeah, shadow yeah. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, that yeah, sure is, yeah. thing. So, okay. So fir- so firstly, the, the eight films within Hogwarts' Harry Potter story aren't very pro-female. What about the characters themselves, though? I think they're fairly well developed. Yeah. You could say there are all different types of female characters. You have Hermione and her, you know, very uh, um, uh, boffin way of looking at things, for want of a better word. She's a goody two-shoes, perhaps. Yeah. Or we'd, we would say that back in the day. And, you know, one of her best lines is, you know, we, we could get killed or worse, expelled. So... Yes, delivered very poorly by um, Emma Watson. How do you think? Yeah. Bless yeah. less, less, uh, <laughs> no you. Well, on then, give, give me, give me your rendition right now. Yes. We could be killed or worse. Yes, we could be killed or worse, expelled. No, oh, well, she does it very poorly. No. Very good. You know what? She was only like eleven or twelve, so oh, I'm oh. going to cut some side. I'll consider you for um, Herman. She, 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 she matured. She matured into a very good actress. She's, a, she's a lot better now, yeah. definitely. But I don't think she was as bad as anyone makes out because they were all young, and it's still a funny line. Oh, I just think the whole thing was bad. The actor. I've seen the, the philosopher's yeah. stone or sorcerer's stone. But we are not now. here like, oh, terrible. to discuss the merits of the mm. performance but of the female characters. So you have Hermione, so you have her on one end, and you have Molly Weasley, and you have Ginny Weasley, and I, and, and to some extent McGonagall. So you have the goodies. Then you have the baddies. So Bellatrix, obviously, and Umbridge being the two most evil in that. I don't think they're as well-developed as... Uh, I mean, Bellatrix doesn't really even start appearing until, what, the fourth one? No, or? but I think once she's there, both in the books and on the screen, she's very well-developed. And that is probably, going back to your acting point, well, she's just because a... Helena Bonham Carter... Well, yeah, Helena, isn't she just a crazy? I mean, that's, how, that's not really well-developed. 
Oh, I don't know. She has this particular type of crazy. Voldemort's just a crazy. And we get like, you know, hours and hours of old Tom Riddles at school and all life was so she's, hard. She's not exactly morally conflicted. Like, I always thought that... Uh, no, she's not morally conflicted. No, she's not complex. I, mean, I always think like Lucius Malfoy, for example, is, is a little bit more conflicted about what he's doing. Yeah. Whereas she's just a crazy. And Draco particularly yeah. as well. But yeah, but I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying every female character has to be complex. I'm saying every female character shouldn't be the same. Uh, and Bellatrix is not the same as Umbridge. Is there a... They're both very Is there a male equivalent? Well, Lucius is probably. Well, but it's he's... slightly different because he has a child. Bellatrix doesn't. There's, there's a fa- fatherly aspect. Mm. Bellatrix has... And, and I think in the book she's more developed. She has, you know, she, she has the relationship with Sirius and her feelings towards Voldemort. She's incredibly devoted to the cause. She's basically, like, you know, a Nazi or a Nazi sympathiser. Virtually, she's a horrible person, but I would say her brand of evil is distinctly different to Umbridge's. Umbridge looks for for all intents and purposes as if she's working within the rules, but she's almost a more dangerous threat. You know what Bellatrix's aim is. She's going to try and kill you. Yeah. She's not really that foxy. She's not trying to come up with any tricks. Yeah, I think Umbridge is a little one. It's definitely more, more developed as a character. But I mean, not just that. She's a different type of evil. You know, she she's willing to painstakingly inflict her sense of righteousness. For example, with with Harry and you know his "I will not tell lies" on his hand, those scenes are excruciating to watch and to read. Yeah, yeah. But Benefix is not doing that because her brand of evil re- requires instant gratification. You also have Narcissa, and she is completely underdeveloped in the films. But yeah. in the book, there was a lot of her back. Forth about what's right and wrong, yeah. what she should be doing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, what about the students? Are there any female students there? Katie Bell, Cho Chang. Oh, Cho Chang, another character I can't stand. Why don't you like Cho Chang? Oh, oh. I, I just, right, I'm, I'm going to absolutely speculate on this. I do not know the answer to this, but I, I just have a feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't think that J.K. Rowling knows anybody that is like Cho Chang at all. I think she invented her. I think it's a caricature of someone that she thinks ought to exist or probably does exist somewhere, but it's not exactly based on any degree of reality. Hence, in my opinion, it's wholly, wholly non-believable. But I don't understand. In what way? What's unbelievable about I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really say. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not convinced about... I don't, I don't know, honestly. Sure, I'm not sure. I just don't like it. Describe Cho Chan. She's from Scotland. Yeah. She's Asian. Yes. Um, and that's about it. That's all we know about. So her. maybe that's what your problem is: is that it's not that you don't believe her; it's that she's just not fully developed. She's a cipher of a character. Yeah, yeah. She's designed to be someone both Scottish and East Asian. Yeah, um, and to be someone that Harry like, cast his love upon, even though he doesn't really know her. Yeah, she's thrown in there as a love interest, a little more than that, not particularly well-developed, although she does go through a little bit of a transformation, I suppose. But even so, uh, I, I, I think... I you think, hate Cho Chan. No, nah, I think there's a lot of characters like this that I find. Well, like, you know... Dean D- D- Thomas is another one yes. I just find wholly... Seamus. Yeah, there's a lot of caricature. Just, just there, he's Black character, he's an Irish character, yeah, he's a well, Scottish it's, character. It's, it's the not. I, I, I don't feel as though these are based on any real people. Hence, 
they don't seem to be believable. But yeah, that's just, it is utter speculation. I think that they do appear in the background, but Neville, Neville is believable and a lovely character. Yeah. The, the problem is, is when you're writing a book and then you know having films made about it that's set in a school, you aren't ever you you have to put in other characters because everyone at school doesn't just speak to two other people. Yeah. You have to include them. And also you need that for plot development sometimes because sometimes, you know, Dean will do something. Like Dean was dating Jimmy, I think, at one point. So that's one part of it. So that gets Harry's... That's when he starts to realise that he likes her after the Cho Chang thing's gone away. Or uh, And then there's Lavender. Lavender and Ron. She's only there, really, <laughs> to go, oh, wonny, wonny. Um... <laughs> But she was a very, she's a very good the, uh, girl who plays her. Um, I like the way they all pair off within their, um, within that class as well. They get married well. for I crying mean, out loud. Who gets married it's not, to their school ma- There's not a massive gene pool to be going around there. There's only, I don't know how many students there are in, in your particular class. What? Uh, 30? Yeah. Maybe less than that in Harry yeah, Potter. Like 40, 20? I think there's 40, but I think there's 10 in each house in each. Years. Oh yeah, and it's 40 40 in the whole year. So they're just pairing off at like, God, you know, you better like someone in that year, and they better like you, or or that's it. Well, when like uh, what they called Bo Bo Fleur's school. Oh yeah, well Ron likes Fleur's. Yeah, I was going to say, but when what's the school called? What's the school called? Bo Bo Battle. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. When they turn up, and obviously Victor Crumb's school as well. I forgot what they're called. At least that's a bit of like you know exoticness. Well, they they've got it worse because that's an all male school and an all female yeah. school. So God knows how yeah. they're getting. Well, that's it. why they have to come to the yeah. Triwizard Tournament, yeah. I think. Um, I don't think that that the female characters are written any more poorly than the no, male. No, I, I, I agree with you. I agree except with you. for the most important ones. The most, the most important characters who do things in the stories are the ones that we kind of, you know, hang our hats on, are male. You have Harry, you have Ron, you have Sirius Black. Everybody loves Sirius Black. I love um, Sirius Black. You have Voldemort. You have... Uh, he who shall not be named. You have Dumbledore and you have Snape. I've just named six main characters who are all male. So you could have made Dumbledore a woman... You could have made Snape a woman, but then you have the problem with would that have been a negative connotation? It is very hard not to stereotype. But if we just have more female characters playing pivotal roles, then I think the stereotypes might well, I think, apart. Okay, so I think you're right. Okay, the, the next tier of character down is definitely Snape and Dumbledore, isn't it? And yeah. I'm not actually sure there's anybody else that could necessarily well, in in that in that six, critical tier. Serious and um, Looping for maybe a short period of time for, for maybe a couple of okay. the books, but, but definitely but, Snape and Dumbledore. But Snape and Dumbledore are, are yeah. the critical ones in some yes. respects. And then it's the tier after that, really, which is where you kind of get the McGonagalls and, and people like that. I'd say McGonagall's up there. The problem is, is that she she's there to help and do good things. The problem was, you know, Snape is conflicted. Dumbledore is Dumbledore. Like nobody could be him. But McGonagall was almost up there. But you're right. You want to put her a level down. Well, you do. You well, do, she's you do probably because... in it almost as much as Snape. Well, it's not so much that. It's, it's that Dumbledore and, and Snape are critical to the turning of the plot yeah. of the entire series. And she sequence, isn't. And she isn't really. No. Um, and and you kind of put all Molly Weasley are put in that same kind of category. And quite frankly, she's not really critical to the plot either in no. terms of like moving it along or anything. Um, so you can see where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. D- hang on, Dumbledore. Oh. 
Dumbledore. Well, hang on, and... Dumbledore's a second though. He doesn't have to have a different second though. Yeah, I know. Well, all right, fine. Uh, uh... Joanne Dumbledore. No, because I never watched J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Albus. What's his sister called? Ariana. I love Ariana instead of Don't Albus. Don't do it unimaginative with the... Yeah, um, Ariana Dumbledore it. now has promoted to uh, head teacher status, and Snape is Snape, uh, Severina, Severina Snape. <laughs> I'm good at this. I've got this is a career. I should be writing a new Harry Potter. What about Jane, Jane Snape. No, they have to have appropriate Harry Potter names. Oh, okay. Ronald would like me to tell you that Seamus told him that Dean was told by Pavati that Hagrid's looking for you. Is that right? Well, what? Uh, um. Dean was told by Pavati that. Please don't ask me to say it again. Hagrid's looking for you. Well, you can tell Ronald. I'm not an owl! Okay, so we've laboured on this point quite a lot. So my question is, do you think that Harry Potter is male skewed? And what would you do to redress the balance? It's difficult to answer this without rewriting the entire sequence of, of books. Not, not, no, sorry, not Could re- you really make Dumbledore a woman? No, okay. not, not, not about, sorry, wait, wait, not rewriting the books. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, you Changing the kind of, you know, I've read the books and I'm sure you have as well, and, and, and seen all the films. And in my head, the characters are what they are. So to actually switch them to me causes it to slightly go a different way. Um, now, what? Why? That's an interesting I, thing I in itself. Well, I, I think because it's already been done more than anything else. Um, because like, you have the imagery yeah. of the actors yeah. in your head. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so I have no problem with Tier 1 of Harry, Ron and, and uh, Hermione. I think Tier 2 is an interesting one, the Snape and the, and the Dumbledore well, one. Well, well, hang on, no, 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 why, why can't you have two well, you female can. characters you in can. the male? You can, yeah. you can, you I, can, I, 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 but Here's the I, I, I think as long as there's at least one female character in there, now you could have two, I agree with you. To pass the Bechdel test, you have to have well, two. You have to How have two. How many times have you been on this podcast? Well, maybe you should have four then, have two, two girls, two boys. I don't, Why does it have to be even? Why can't you have two girls and a boy? Well, you could. You could. Um, um, but then I think tier two is the... that You could argue that, that a better might might have been more interesting with a... Um, with a I don't know, a female snake or a female dumbbell. It doesn't have to be more interesting. It just have to has to be more representative of reality. Do you think do you think snake would be as menacing if it was a if it was a girl? Oh, I think you're making some gender well, I, I don't points know. there. I, I, I don't know. Off of this head. Um Alan Rickman is snake. Mm. I think you could cast, and I think Daniel Radcliffe is great, but I think you could cast someone else as Harry. You could even cast your Harriet, and I think it would be fine. It would be seamless. But Snake is set like Rickman encapsulated, you know, that performance that I'd struggle because I am so invested in him. Let's let's just do a quick inversion of 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 the genders there for a moment, and say from plot perspective, Snake is a Snape is a girl. Yeah. Um, and let's keep if you keep the same plot. Uh, she fancies 
James Potter. Harry she could Stern. also she could also fancy Lily. Okay, she so let's say for that. You're just trying to invert it. Version okay, fine. Yes, so so she um, would she would yeah, but you'd have to change some things. It would be James's love for his son or daughter, if it's Harriet, that protected him uh, or her. Sorry, Harriet Potter. Because that's what happened. It's Lily's love for her child that stops the curse, the killer curse killing. Uh, I, I think you'd get around that with some points about it's the father's love of his daughter yeah. or whatever it happens to be. Um, you easily could. I think you could, without doubt. You'd still suffer with the Bechdel test because if you still have Harry Potter and you still have Dumbledore, you're still fucked because there's not two girls speaking to each other. If you had Harriet and Ronaldo, that makes life a lot easier for Bechdel. If you had Dumbledore and uh, Severina Snape, that makes things easier as well. It's just the sheer volume of male characters who are pivotal to the plot, when really it's the wizarding world. I'm not hearing in any Harry Potter book any talk about witches stuck at home looking after the children. Although, as far as I'm aware, Molly Weasley's job is just that. Yeah, that's what she does. And what's the dad's name? Because you know I never Arthur. remember Arthur. I can never remember his name. So I should say Mr. Weasley. He goes to work at the Ministry of Mr. Magic. Weasley. She stays at home. Looking after. But that's because there are, what, seven children? In the middle of, there are loads of in kids. In the middle of fucking nowhere. Nowhere, but that is a great um, And also in a, in a universe in which presumably she can magic up food and, and do whatever she wants. So, I yeah. don't think so money why, is why important. You have Gringotts. You do need some uh, money, otherwise Gringotts wouldn't exist. Because you can magic up food, I think. I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't know. They have a tax system. Do you need to pay tax? I bet you there's tax. Nagini. Dinner. I was an eleven-year-old witch at, uh, at, at Hogwarts. I just cannot see myself hanging around with some guy called Herman. I, I just can't see well, that. I think you need to like get those prejudices away against people called Herman. Um, I think you could have a female Dumbledore. I think you could have a female Snape. But I do think there is a bias at play there, where the default hero and the default villains Voldemort. Voldemort. Uh, Thomasina Riddle. Um, Voldemort could have been a girl. Yeah. Um, you cut off the nose and all of that. Does it really matter? Does does gender even come into it? Not for Voldemort, I don't think. Right. So, this segues very nicely into my next part of the podcast, which is, I don't think you know this, I'm revealing this live on air. Oh my God. Do you know the story of Nagini? No. So tell me what you know about Nagini. Uh, I know that Nagini's a snake, um, and... It's one of the hawk hawk cruxes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it becomes one. I think. I, I think there are there are. Uh, sure, that it's a she. Isn't it? I think it's a she. Why uh, do you think it's a she? I'm sure I've heard Voldemort refer to her as a she. Okay. But maybe not. Maybe I haven't. I can't remember. Okay. Um, so let me let me read you something out now from Pottermore.com, the official Harry Potter website. Okay. Today, we discovered that another character from the Harry Potter adventures will be appearing in the new Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald film, but not quite in the same way. It is revealed that the character, played by Claudia Kim, has a name familiar to us, Nagini. 
Harry Potter fans know this name all too well, Lord Voldemort's deadly snake companion responsible for many terrifying moments. Before now, Claudia Kim's character had only been known as the Maledictus. A Maledictus is a carrier of a blood curse which will ultimately destine them to transform permanently into a beast. It transpires that Nagini the snake from Harry Potter used to be a woman with a terrible curse and seemingly, based on her friendship with Credence, who's the guy for Ezra Miller from Fantastic Beasts, as seen in the trailer of Fantastic Beasts 2, not just the evil character who did Lord Voldemort's bidding. So what happened? So this is uh, has led to uproar in the film universe and the Harry Potter universe and the world and the Twitterverse, the most important place, because uh, people think it's retconning. You know what retconning is? Not exactly. It's when you, uh, I think, uh, retroactive continuity it relates oh, okay, to. And it's right, when yeah. gotcha. you do something later to make it fit in. I'm sure you know all about this in relation to the Star Wars Oh, yeah. Phantom Menace was yes. a complete sort of mindfuck at this point. Yes. So, Nagini, well, the, oh, this is where the debate is, and this part of the reason I wanted this episode of the podcast is because I do not agree with what seems to be the popular opinion that this is a bad thing. Okay, so lots of people are saying this is Claudia Kim is an Asian actress, so again, it's it, it's taking a, a minority actor and, and placing a. Um, a non-white, boring, Caucasian race upon them. Right. And therefore, there are certain connotations that come up when you are doing that because the default is white Caucasian. Yeah. And secondly, I think we all didn't know anything about Nagini and it never even really occurred to us, even though there are the uh, Animagi, which are, are people like Lupin and Black, who we know could transform into an animal at will. Um, it probably was postulated on the Harry Potter forum that Nagini could have been someone who, who transforms, but we all knew that Nagini was, was um, a snake the whole time. So what's going to happen in Fantastic Beasts 2 is we're going to see that Nagini was a woman who is a maledictus, who's obviously cursed by someone and gradually turns into... Right. The snake. Yeah. So, J.K. Rowling has talked about this quite a lot, and she says she's given the origin of the word uh, Nagini, and it and it kind of fits in with the actress, and it fits in uh, with an uh, an East Asian theme. So, right. she, you could argue she knew about this from the start. So, for me, it's not retconning if it just wasn't revealed by the writer, and that's one of those things that we'll never. And secondly, I think it's a great thing that it's an Asian actress. For one thing, I've just been banging on for the first part of this podcast about how I need more female characters. Also, I think it sounds like a fascinating story. Why, why, are, pe- why are people in that for about it? The- because people don't like retconning. And, and, it's, and it is definitely retconning. No, I think retconning is up to interpretation. Yeah. But because we haven't heard this before... People right. are saying that it is. People are also saying it could be a negative interpretation of a non-white actress. Okay. Because okay. because Nagini is a bad character and bad things happen right. to her. Okay. So for me personally, I don't agree with any of this. I think it's brilliant. I think it's so amazing that Rowling can still introduce something new because I think all the secrets of Harry Potter are what makes it mm. so wonderful and how it relates. What do you think? I'll tell you what I think. Um, first of all, 
Uh, ret- retconning, R-E-T? Yes, retroactive continuity. Continuity, right. Uh, is it retconning now? Not in my opinion. I agree with you. I don't think anyone was sat around here wondering what the or- what you know, how this movie came into being and this was a massive plot hole that we're going to have to solve. No, I don't believe that at all. I think it's a a background story that, 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 that J.K. Rowling perhaps wanted to tell. Fine, no problem with that either. Do I think that she always had this planned? I find it slightly unlikely, but could be wrong about that. Well, I don't know why. Um, if, if nothing, if, if, uh, considering what she said about the origin of the name, it sounds like to me well, she maybe. had some idea. You can't, you can't wreck on a name. No, a name can't. has an origin or it doesn't, yeah, unless she's making true. things up. Well, she might well be doing that. I, I don't, don't think know. so. But, it, but it, I, I'm sort of, I don't know, there's something to do with it. So it's unlikely that this was thought of prior to the, to the writing of the Harry Potter. That's, but you don't mind. But I don't mind. Way. But I don't mind going back and just sort of saying, actually, this is how this happened. Well, mm-hmm. There's no problem with that. I mean, mm-hmm. for it's done well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, look at Prometheus, and we just come up with a whole story. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. a, an instance where it's not done well there, but uh, you know, the normal sat there questioning it, but you can still come up with the story if you want to. I'm now thinking about a film that Ridley Scott and J.K. Rowling could work on together, which. Blends ancient alien civilizations with magic. With face huggers. Wizards with face huggers. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds like the stuff of night. Yeah, I, I don't know where you're going with this. I'm not quite sure there's a market for Well, that. no, I just didn't think you could join J.K. Rowling and Ridley Scott, but it's very easy. But mm. by potential or not reckoning. Mm. So, yeah, so that's the latest. Um, that's fine. Uproar. That's fine. And I think this is not more about nothing. Oh, damn. The, the, the Harry Potter fans, I'm just serious. You need guys to chill out, okay? As a, as a hardcore Star Wars fan, at least I used to be, I can, you just don't know the damage that things like the Phantom Menace <laughs> do. This was not even in the same league. Nagini. I have to say that Fantastic Beasts, the first film, was amazing, and the trailer for The Crimes of Grindelwald also looks amazing. Mm. And I... I like when it came out, like you know, it was based on this silly book, really, that was just about these. You know, it wasn't a story; it was about these creatures. Yeah, it's just and a sort of compendium. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that they have created this whole world, which forms part of the bigger universe. I, I, I normally hate prequels, but this this doesn't feel like prequel territory because it's all new characters. It's very adult. You can tell. You know, J.K. Rowling has been. It seems to me she always wanted to be an adult writer. I don't even know if she ever wanted to be a screenwriter. But with all of her cookies calling and her um, adult crime books, it, it's as if actually Harry Potter was just her stepping stone to write adult yeah. stories, but yeah. within magical realism. And, I um, thought Fantastic Beasts was quite good. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And I'm really looking forward to this, even though I didn't want to watch it. So uh, so that would take me on to the next subject, mm-hmm. which is uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, yes. So, um, originally, I didn't want to see... I was having a protest by not going to see Fantastic Beasts. And now, because I'm a terrible person who has no values, I'm so taken by the trailers that... I just want to see it. I There are two issues here, because there is what Johnny Depp did, and then there's J.K. Rowling and other people standing behind him. Yeah. So what do you know of the situation? Um, not a great deal. You're going to have to sort of like take us through it. Before. Okay. Well, there are lots of things, but to condense it, Johnny Depp and his then-wife, Amber Heard, had a 
potentially a lot of marital problems and seemed to me it was pretty certain that he beat her. Right. And right. was, uh, at least in, on one occasion. Like, I don't want to go into things now because no one really knows. But he didn't seem like he was acting like a good husband and a bad, and he was a bad person. I'm not saying what she yeah. was like, don't know. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that physical hurt and mental torture was caused to Amber Heard. There was a huge court case. There was all the money that she gave to charity. There was all this thing. And potentially... There should have been, or, or, or there may have been damage to Johnny Depp's reputation because of this behaviour. There were other things as well, his behaviour on set. There are rumours that he has to have an earpiece in um, because he doesn't remember his lines, drug problems, money problems, you name it, an awful lot of things. This is His reputation in the industry seemed to be going down in some sense. And when this has happened to other people, case in point, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey has been basically ousted from Hollywood. Mm. He's been cut out of films, as we know, and people reshot the scenes like all the money in the world. And, um, you know, people don't know whether they can watch his old films now. There's definitely a lot of hatred about what he did, which was potentially sexually abuse and and sexually harass a number of guys over the years. Um, Now, uh, whether these claims are the same... Whether it's the same principle, I don't know. But given the Me Too era and Harvey Weinstein and, and, and all of that, there was definitely a sense in the film community that Joy Depp should be in some some way punished for it by yeah. not being hired or not being given like these key roles where he gets paid lots and lots of money. Yeah. So there was an outcry and um, people were demanding that he be sacked from... The Crimes of Grindelwald and someone else facing the rug because do you remember he appears yeah, right yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, of Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. But you could easily do that. And given what's happened to Kevin Spacey, it, it's possible even in a multi million dollar film. Mm. So then what happened is that J.K. Rowling came out in support of Johnny Depp and said, No, we want him to be in this film and we support everything and everybody doesn't know the sides of the story. And there was a potential that it looks like she's saying it doesn't matter that he may have sexually assaulted or otherwise assaulted mm-hmm. his partner. It doesn't matter that he isn't coming across as a good actor who's not doing his work. We want him in this film and his fame and his relationship with us is more important. Mm-hmm. And also there was almost an ins- insinuation that Amber Heard was a liar. So it wasn't yeah. only supporting him, it was denouncing his accuser. So the first question is, do you think that negative acts in a film star's personal life should come into whether they're hired for movies or not? Oh, negative acts. Of that nature? But that have nothing to do technically with your career. Like, it wasn't as if, as far as I'm aware... Johnny Depp is not harassing women on set. Yeah. Kevin Spacey was doing that within the context of work. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. So, if I... I don't know, if I was to get into a fight with someone at home, would I expect, would I expect to be punished at work? No, don't think I would. Um, if I harassed or punished someone at work, would I expect repercussions at work? Yes, Absolutely. But do you think there's not a moral argument? Because this isn't normal work. This is being a film star. Yeah. You are 
famous, you are paid millions of pounds, mm. and I'm sure he was, especially Johnny Depp, is renowned for how much money he earned, particularly yeah. for Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm sure in the Fantastic Beasts movie, we're talking multi-million pounds, yeah. he will be pe- being no paid a lot of money. No doubt, yeah. And there is a certain kudos associated with that. And also, if you continue to hire him, are you not condoning his private actions to the extent that they have come out into the world. So the media has been reporting this. And there were pictures of Amber Heard's face. There was a court case. This is not just, I had a fight with my wife. It has no... I suppose suppose the argument is, or, or, I don't know, no, this is the argument, but one one way of looking at it is is saying, if there's a problem there... um, Okay, so you hire Johnny Depp to, to do the role. He does the role. People, if they're not happy with that, can always vote with their bank accounts. They can just not go and see the film. Which is me, but yeah. I really want to see the film. I'm being denied a pleasure in something that I, I'm i not in control of yeah. hiring Johnny Depp. If someone else was playing Grindelwald, I'd still be watching the film. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's true. <sighs> I honestly don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I tend to act with a little bit of restraint on these things because I tend to feel as though, you know, if there's an issue in somebody's personal life, there is already a criminal justice system that should deal with it. Um, but Hollywood kind of exists no. outside of well, that yeah, system yeah, sometimes. Yeah, as, as, as has been pretty much, amp, you know, amply demonstrated in the last sort of like few years. I don't know. Do you, do you not hire him for that? I'll ask you another question. What happens if he punched your mum? I fucking twat him. <laughs> How would you feel about him then being on billboards and earning multi-million dollars and nothing came of it? I still twat him, but... Um, yes, but um, does it have any impact on you? Like, um, where, well, where, is, mean, your, where I, is your boundary? Well, I, I, I you mean... You, you still think I, I you still hate him. I want him to be punished, yes. uh, to be sure. But what is punishment when you're a Hollywood star? Is he not still subject to arrest for that sort of thing? I don't know to what extent anything could be proved. I think there was a civil mm. suit other than a... a but that, that's not well, the thing. Could, yeah, I suppose and it, people get away with crimes all the time. Well, for goodness sake, it's called the crimes of Grindelwald. Let's, let's hope he doesn't get away with them, but I'm pretty sure he breaks out of jail in that film. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know how I, how I truly feel about it in terms of I can utterly see a reason why you might not want to hire him. Uh, Shall I tell you my point of view? Yes, please. Sack him. Mm. Sack him straight away. I couldn't care less. He can get another job. He he will still remain insulated because he is Johnny Depp. This is a certain like class of person, so removed from everybody else, almost untouchable. That I still think, even if he didn't work for five years, he'd come back and he'd he'd get work again. I think that's still going to happen to Kevin Spacey, and I think that's what Harvey Weinstein wants as well. They want this period of seeming rehabilitation, and then they want to be welcomed back into the fold. Mm. And I think that um, that shouldn't be the case. But at the very least, my biggest problem is with J.K. Rowling and the producers, not just well, her. And allowing him to be in that film because that is the easiest step they could have ever taken is to say we won't have him in the film. 
But I think that's because that would be picking a side. But J.K. Rowling picked the side of the person she knows, who happens to be a very famous male actor, and not the person she doesn't know who happens to be a woman. Mm. And I think that she could have... Her wordy support of him made me feel a bit sick. And I don't think it's just because she's a woman, because I never think that women should be held to, to harsher accountability than men which I think we do do in this society whether it's Hollywood the, the, the media police the courts whatever but I do think that she could have surreptitiously have shown some support for Amber Heard or to have not or to have even to not condone his behaviour she, she, I think the things she said, and it wasn't just him, it was also, um, is it David Heyman, who's the producer? There's David Yates, the director. It was also the various people with, within the Warner Brothers yeah. fold yeah. who supported him or didn't denounce him. Yeah. And this is complicated, but it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth because I feel like they could have dealt with this in a way that would have minimised damage and yet still would have sent the correct message, which is that it's not okay to do this. But then that's a trial by media, perhaps. Well, maybe. And, and how? And what, would, <laughs> what would you regard it as acceptable sort of punishment? Would you have said right? Yeah. Sack him from the film. So he doesn't get sack him from all of that. He can't be Grindelwald at any okay. point. So you sack him from this film. Is if he gets another role next year, is that okay? Well, I would like him not to work at all because I think he's a very strange person and I think there are other people who could do with it. But I but I think that you're right, there has to be a punishment to fit the crime. And I think that perhaps what he did, because it isn't quite the same as what Kevin Spacey did, is that maybe there would be some way of showing his rehabilitation and putting him in other films. But we're talking Pirates of the Caribbean and Harry Potter. Mm. The, the the, probably apart from what Star Wars and Marvel, the mm. probably the biggest, most successful franchise of films in recent years that make multi millions. Mm. That is almost rewarding him for his life. Yes, yeah. yes. He, and I, apparently he has money yeah. troubles, but really no. in the big scheme of things, he doesn't have money troubles. Money troubles. Well, I don't know. It's just I think people with a lot of money spend a lot of money. Uh, my money, my problems. Mm. But what what do you think about J.K. Rowling's? Why did she feel she had to do that? Why did she feel she had to offer offer any? Because she was getting a lot of uh, pressure from the media and from uh, the fans who wanted her to voice an opinion. No, they wanted. Well, I think they wanted her to voice the negative opinion and get rid of them. I don't know to what extent she has that control anyway. But it's her intention. Well, yeah, I mean. I, well, even I, then, I, I think the I think probably over. That, well, that at least the film rights too. But you get the feeling that had she come out and said something different, had, had, you get the feeling that her will is is um, very important in all this. Because if she comes out and slates a film, that you know you could expect a huge backlash from fans about that. So they all they would always desperately want to keep her on our side. But there's no doubt about that. And she picked that. Side. And she picked that. She's side. a woman with a great deal of power. Mm. And. She chose to exercise it in this way. I really like J.K. Rowling and I like her writing, but if I look at her behaviour, I, I think she 
doesn't understand the patriarchy she's living in. She seems to be one of these women who aligns herself with men because they're the ones who have rewarded her and enabled her to have this career. She yeah. has a male agent. Uh, you know, she probably has a male-run publishers. I don't, I don't know the nature of that. She deals with male characters all the time, male producers. Yeah. She is in a bubble where she, she doesn't have that many other female um, people in those positions of power. Mm. Even if, like, maybe she'd ask Ava DuVernay to make the make the next Fantastic Beasts film, and yeah. you know, to what extent she has this power, I, I, I don't want to be seen as laying everything at her door because this isn't fair. I'm talking about her as the author. I'm not talking about her as a woman. It's a separate subject. Women should support women, but men should support women. I've never agreed with this Madeleine Albright statement about there's a special place in hell for women. I hate that concept. Mm. I think that if you're in power, regardless of your gender, you should be sticking up for people who are in the minority issue. But I don't know. This is a, this is a weird one. But all the way through, I've had a bad taste in my mouth about mm. Fantastic Beasts too, because I want to support the film and go and see something in a canon that yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. Without giving my money to Johnny Depp. <sighs> I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, you could always just not see it. I'll tell you all about it. I'll describe oh, it. Oh, mean, mean. Yeah. I don't know. I try not to think about these sorts of things because, quite frankly, if you start delving into the rights and wrongs of every actor in Hollywood, my God, you're going to find you're going to, you're going to dig up some dirt and, and, and half of the films that you might want to watch, you can't watch all of a sudden. True, but the counter-argument to that is... That's not okay. What are we? Shouldn't we be working towards that half the people in Hollywood don't have skeletons in the closet? Yeah. I'm not saying you know you can whitewash everything and make it so that only people who fit within our special category of a good person can make films. Because you're quite right. There yeah. is there is nuance, and you know it, there's, there's difference of opinion in what's yeah. a good and a bad thing. We all have different opinions. But at the same time, I think the argument that you don't want to find out is a is a like don't well, it's is, not is a the, don't ask, don't it, tell. Yeah, approach. I mean it's not you don't want to find out. I, th- I think you do. Um, no, it's that we don't because it's a fact that if we found out one of our favourite films is full of people who are in a paedophile ring, yeah, that is going <laughs> to like make we won't enjoy that film so much. Well, I quite like Woody Allen films. Well, there you go. Yeah, he's he's a good parallel, really, because he's made some brilliant films. I don't know what to say. Don't do this, Bernadette. Please. It don't hurt. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. So you're looking forward to the sequel? Well, I don't really, I, I didn't, to be honest with you, I, I only vaguely knew that there was going to be a sequel. I was aware of it. Uh, coming out this week. Coming out this week. Oh, wow, I really missed the boat on that. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know exactly what it was about. I didn't know it was about. Uh, it's about the crimes of Grindelwald. Yes, but that's Nagini. only recently come out that Nagini's um, part of it. 
Um, I think I did John Jones in it, actually. Um, I suspect I did, because I remember it from the end of the last one. Uh, well, got to watch it, for sure. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the female characters? Oh, no, not at all. Do you remember any of the characters? Well, I remember any Redmay. But yes, it was Newt Scamander. Hmm. God. Well, it's been there, what, a couple of years? Since I yeah, it's been, it's been two years, yeah. I think, since the last film. Um, I think I remember it being quite fun. Um, it's not as engaging as Harry Potter yet, because, quite frankly, it's early days. Um, if there is to be a sort of franchise to be built out of it, that is. I'm not convinced there is a moment. I think there'll be three films, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think um, it'll keep going forever. This is a cash cow. Yeah, it keeps on yeah. milking. Um, I think it's it's the, the impression I got from the first film, which is true, is that it was, it was sort of like manufactured script. Um, there was no source material on which to base it, other than that sort of a compendium, which is what it, what it kind of felt like too. Um, whereas when you're watching Harry Potter, you, you clearly you can clearly sense that you're watching a book unfold. So, yeah, go and watch it, for sure. Well, let me tell you, the female characters. So there's Tina Goldstein. So she's the one with Bob. You might remember her. Oh, yeah. Who's an aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have her sister, Queenie. Yes. Yeah, so you remember family. their relationship? Yeah, family, yeah. Family, yeah. And then you also have Zoe Kravitz is in it as Lita Lestrange. Okay. Who was like an ex-girlfriend of Newt's. Do you remember the bit when he goes into... He just kind of goes into this jar, and then it's his world of animals. It's where he keeps all of his creatures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to watch it again, we don't do. we? Then we have Claudia Kim as Nagini, so hopefully she's going to be important to the plot. And um, there's also um, Serafina Pickery, who is the president of Macusa, which is like the Ministry of Magic, but in well, it's probably Mac USA. I don't know is it. I can't remember. So I have just. We've got a lot of female characters. There's no Dave Brown, is there? Well, there is. There's Abernathy. There is um, uh, who's the guy? Jacob Kowalski. He's the chubby guy. The um, The, uh, baker. Yeah. Yeah. So you know the the, the, Kowalski. Yeah. Very good. Um, So there are a lot. I'd say it's a kind of. Still not 50-50. There's still more male characters. Do you, you don't even know who's playing the young Dumbledore? No. Jude Law. No. <laughs> so, this has been a podcast where I explain to you it what is. you're supposed well, to Well, look, I've not gotten over Richard Harris dying uh, between... Yes, uh, I, good I just, point. I feel like he was a much better Dumbledore than Michael. Yeah, Dumbledore. when, sorry, when he died... He's Gambon's genius, but at the same time, he's no Richard Harris. No, he's no Richard Harris. Yeah. But maybe that they should have not had Michael Gambon and they should have had a woman at that point. Mm. Oh, that's I'm nothing if not constantly on top wow, of Wow, you just throw in a woman like midway through the sequence. Yeah. I think the Fantastic Beast 2 is going to have more prominent roles for the female characters, but I think, oh look, Newt Scamander, Dumbledore, Grindelwald. What do they all have in common? Penises! Well, they are all penises. Well, yeah, they are. No, Dumbledore's not. Um, Um, Oh, Dumbledore then. Well, he's very old in Harry Potter, that's why you can have Jude I think it's perfect casting. Wizards live longer than humans. Yes. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think he's about, if I remember rightly, he's about 300. Really? 
I'm going to look it up on air now. How old is Dumbledore? Say... Yeah, well, 300 though. Um, well, I just so he must that. age quite No, well. 150. I had two Dumbledores there. Two Dumbledores. He was about 150 at when he died. R.I.P. Albus Dumbledore. Although here, this Rowling said he was 150, but then she said he was born in 1881, which means he'd be 115 or 116 when he died. Which, frankly, isn't that old? There are people who are 115 now. Uh-huh. Maybe one person or something. I don't know. Okay, um, so now we've gone wildly off topic as well. Let's let's sum this up. Harry Potter is not known for being female friendly. Most of the films, if they do pass the Bechdel test, they only do so marginally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Um, that. That there's something. I, I I don't think female character interaction when I think Harry Potter, quite frankly. Um, but you do feel strong female characters. Yeah, all right. Here's what here's what I'll say. Um, I I I I think although there is definite male skewing of characters in terms of numbers, um, I, I think those that are developed are developed very, very well, and there are an equal number of badly developed male and female characters. In, in my view. Mm-hmm. Um, however, of those kind of tier one, tier two, tier three that we were talking about before, yeah. and that's probably, it's still, it's still male skewed, but yeah. I think the further down the the, uh, the total poll you go, probably the more even the numbers are, so to speak. Do you agree that um, if there were more female characters, it wouldn't be a negative impact on the Harry Potter story? If it's rebooted in 10 years' time, which I can almost guarantee you that it will <laughs> yeah, be, right, yeah. um, would you go and see Harry and, Potter? And I, and I bet you it has Daniel Radcliffe in it as like Albus Dumbledore or something like that. It might be about his kids. They've um, done the prequels. Or as Molly we, Weasley or something like that. No, no, no. We, <laughs> I think cross-dressing mm. is, a, is a different... Yeah, maybe we need our first, our first trans. If you're trans, are you a wizard or a witch? These are these you're are a, things you're that Harry Potter is going to find um, out for us. Um, I, or maybe just ha- Harry. There's a sort of argument here. So, do, do I think meaning would be changed? I, I, there, there are certain plot points that you may have to modify around a little bit. Um, you're actually probably only about one female character away from it being broadly even anyway. And I think it's it's pivotal. They have to be pivotal. They have, I agree. They have to be pivotal. I think of those top two tiers, really only one of them is. I think if you were to include a second one, it would, it would make all the difference. And probably it's Dumbledore, have it as Snape, doesn't really matter. Have it as Harry if you want. Okay, so we could solve this. We could make this more female-friendly. Mm. And I think we haven't even mentioned this, but I'll just tag it on to the end. You don't have any disabled characters. You have... It's very, very white. So you definitely Dean, need to Dean have... So... Yes, true, but that's it. You've just named two. Who are, by the way, again, I'm t- sorry, 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 Harry Potter fans, but they are t- they are token, not particularly well developed yeah, characters. Yeah, it's embarrassing. The it is. I, it smacks so of J.K. Rowling did yeah. not know anybody of this particular ethnicity and threw them in just to appear to be uh, a yeah. even-handed about this. I think so too. But ho- hopefully, Nagini in Fantastic Beasts Two is gonna is gonna help this. So Nagini, we don't think it's retconning. 
Nah. Do think she's a valuable asset? Um, I'm it, glad that she's you, an Asian actress. Just nothing you need to do. Given an Asian actress work, which is what we There's should nothing be doing. you need to read. Actually, it pieces together, you know, seven books quite well. It's, it's clearly quite well thought through from book one to book seven. Um, Although I am now starting to think, like, is is she, when she's speaking parcel time to Harry, is it actually a cry for help? Uh, like, do we not, we maybe not, she's just accepted that she's a maledictus. No, we are, she says. If Harry's been to he controls her. Well... To some extent. You need to go back and watch the film. Why doesn't he control the basilisk? So, it's it's not as simple as that. He can talk to the basilisk, but also you can't look at the basilisk in the eye or you die. So you could say, basilisk, I command you to shut your eye. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. And, okay. I, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're taking me off of again. Okay, so Nagini, <laughs> was the basilisk a girl? Send your answers on the postcard. Yes, um, Jane, Jane the basilisk. Jane the basilisk. Um... Uh, Johnny Depp could have been replaced in The Crimes of Grindelwald. With who? Oh, oh, Tilda Swinton. She'd she uh, she wear the same outfit. Yeah, I know. And she and she and she's got sort of. And she's she's been a man in, got, in the Suspiria, so she could be a man. She's got ethereal, otherworldly written all over her. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, The Crimes of Tilda Swinton done, and J.K. Rowling coming out in support. We're not big fans of, we think she could have done it. She should have stayed silent. I mean, I, I, I think the problem is people want her to say a specific thing and then when she didn't say it, 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 sort of, it grates with them. Yeah. Um, so if you want her to, act, to offer up an opinion, you kind of have to respect it, whether you agree with it or not. Okay. Lastly, what's your favourite Harry Potter film? And who's your favourite Harry Potter character? I think the Goblet of Fire is the best one. Really? Yeah. Crazy. It's quite, it's quite well done. It's quite well done. It's very upsetting when Diggory just like, dies. Yeah, this is the first dealing of with death thing, isn't it, really? I uh, think so, other than everything that happened, obviously, to Harry when he was yeah, newborn. Yeah, Really? Um, who's your favourite character? Oh, well, good, well, good question. Um, I do like Dumbledore, actually. He is a great character. I, I think he's just, a, you know, that the, the, the sort of elderly sage who knows everything and he kind of think that always has all the answers. Mm-hmm. It's quite a good character. Um, my favourite film is definitely The Prisoner of Azkaban because I love everything to do with time turners. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, God, he's my favourite character. Yeah, favourite character. It's... Um, Lupin. No, no, no. My favourite character is, is... Is it? Is it called the Puffle? What's the thing? God, you're, what's, you're picking obscure ones. Yeah, you know. I know. What's the thing that... You're never Dean Thomas. What's the thing in um, Fantastic Beasts? His little creature is like a platypus. And then he's a main character. No, he's a... He's one that steals all the jewellery. What? The creature. With, it's like a platypus. A, platypus. a niffler. The niffler. My favourite character. Does Nicholas say anything? No, but he steals jewellery and he's very, very. Cute. So you've got all of this. This is a this is a uh, podcast about feminism. You've got all these female characters. Well, he might to be a from, girl. And you picked a platypus. So yeah, I'd still yeah. Sorry to say, and I'll end with my favourite line: Wingardium Leviosa.
Thanks as always to Nick and to play us in and out is John Williams' redux of the Harry Potter theme to turn it into the Fantastic Beasts tune. I love it. I get tingles every time I hear Harry Potter music. Go see Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald and subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next time. Remember, magic is real. <laughs>